0: Today's program has been brought to you by Cane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Cane5.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more.
1: Listening to Eat Your Words. This is Heritage Radio Network, and I'm your host, Kathy Irway. And uh, did you know that Heritage is having a Hawaiian-themed barbecue this uh, Saturday as a fundraiser? You should come on out, get tickets, and support uh, Heritage Radio by having a r- lot of good fun. Um, so uh, I'm having a lot of fun right now because I'm joined by two very um, exciting guests. And, uh <laughs> Three three sorry sorry three we got dr. so we claw. have um we're celebrating the catch it's called to table recipes stories and secrets by ben sargent with peter kaminsky so peter kaminsky is here how are you
2: hola hola i'm great like the
1: third time right You've been third here? time charmed all right so we also have ben sargent who is the author of that book how's it going excellent <laughs> um i'm a little confused right now but we also have dr claw in the house
3: what's up what's up
1: so, Dr. Claw is Ben's alter ego, where he um, wears a lot of lobster bling, and yeah. he is fully decked out right now.
3: No, I mean, pretty much how, how it got started was, um, you know, Ben and I, was we were roommates in, uh, in Southie, and, uh, and we moved up here to Brooklyn together, and... Um, my boy got you know whatever. He started doing this stuff with with uh, with Peter PDK over here, getting wicked famous, hanging out with celebrities and whatever. And getting I was shut
1: down by the health department. Whatever. Well, yeah,
3: I got shut down by the health department because my boy's like yo blowing up, and he and he leaves me to deal with the DEC, you health health department, like uh, freaking oh. NYPD, fire department.
1: Ben, you yep. screwed up. <clears throat> um, so. That was the.
3: <laughs> that was the end of selling illegal lobster rolls okay. out of my basement. But you've been to my basement.
1: It's pretty exciting, yeah. yeah. It's uh, surfboards lining the whole place.
3: Yeah, Kde, Kde, what's up?
1: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know who to talk to right now. You or Doctor Claw? But um, yeah. So the catch. This is really an. Exciting uh, collaboration, I think, because Peter, you were the outdoor columnist for the New York Times for several years, and you wrote actually in Culinary Intelligence. I remember a really fun passage where you talked about catching a bunch of fish with your daughter Lucy, and then I think you brought them right to a restaurant and gave them to a chef.
2: To 21 Club. Yeah. Uh, They were blackfish. Yes, that's right. And showing up at 21 Club, you know, like a cooler full of them. Yeah, my little igloo with all these. (laughs) incredible manhattan swells uh it was fun
1: so you're no stranger to fishing uh locally <laughs> and cooking with it and how did you meet ben or dr claw Both. well there's maybe? this
2: there's this scene down on north fourth street there's a pier that sticks out into the east river and uh it's just great it only could happen in new york there's uh, i call them the fishing poles mm-hmm. which are all the polish guys you know <laughs> who hang out there and then there's like the Dominican guys who deliver Chinese food and a guy called Desmond, Desmond and Desmond, but his real name is Denton Denton. he's yeah. got long dreads yeah. and uh, and a bunch of sort of, you know, Freaks? hipsters, yeah. oh, hipsters.
3: Okay. we were just fishing and Peter was, you know, we didn't know who he was, We, I, I had no idea, it was just this guy in his glasses sitting patiently watching what was going on and he came to one derby event after the next and we just kept seeing this guy appear <laughs> we had no idea who he was <laughs> and uh finally my friend jamie started talking to him and you know ne- next thing i know he's friends he's hanging out with us and i and guess that's he's all, written
1: how a, a ton of of cookbooks yep, uh a pig million, perfect a million uh, grilling the argentine way seven fires with francis melman and many more and also bacon nation bacon nation, bacon yep. nation. that's the latest yep. one of you, get it now yeah. Check it out! It's a whole nation of bacon in a book. By the way, um,
3: I cooked out of that uh, last night.
2: What'd, there, you make, what'd you make? I
3: made the tagliatelle. No, it was the fettuccine with. Um, oh, it was so good with um, bacon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> good, <laughs> and good. kale. Good, good, and it was oh, incredible. Yeah yeah, 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 that one. Yum. I made, I, I made so much of it, and I was like kind of expecting people to come over, and nobody came over. So I, I actually ate the whole thing <laughs> myself.
0: Done that but that's before. a great
3: recipe.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, they're really cool because it's not like you, you know overloading stuff with bacon and cheese because it's crummy stuff. It's mm-hmm. using bacon for the noble ingredient that it is. Right.
1: So I'm fascinated that you two cross paths while fishing in the city. And uh, how did you? So Ben, you've been on this cooking channel show, mm-hmm. Catch It, Cook It, Eat It. Yep. And uh, you're a big star now. You're on Celebrity, you know, well, Food Network. Oh. Mar- I, I don't know, chef. I had a real, I
3: had a really good run there for a while uh, <laughs> I don't know, now I'm sort of back to the basics Back to, back the to basics. Dr. Claw, okay I think so, <laughs> I mean back to, yeah, my roots maybe um, But it was definitely a blast And uh, yeah, I got to travel all over and fish mm-hmm. And cook essentially what we caught the whole way through
1: And you've been, like since day one You know, you, you opened a, a bar called Hurricane Hopeful right. You've been sort of known as the Brooklyn Chowder Surfer mm-hmm guy and uh y- you know this book is seems to me like a culmination of all these adventures and all the sort of dogma you've been teaching about really good seafood um fresh and cooked in a very american style yeah, yeah.
3: um yeah i would say i guess my upbringing is new england um but i think i am um, is that my phone it's uh,
1: dr claus phone yo what's up sorry sorry what's
3: up that's um, <laughs> hold up yo
1: hold up yo sorry. hold up So you're from Boston.
3: Originally born and raised in Boston. um, And yeah, I moved to New York and I was sort of, uh, I guess, felt like I was frustrated because my days by the sea were Mm -hmm. coming to a close and then somehow discovered fishing and surfing and all things that I used to do in Cape Cod right Mm -hmm. smack here, actually closer than what you can find in Cape Cod, I would say. Um,
1: like down your block or something. Yeah, because yeah.
3: Boston really doesn't have, even though it has the harbor, it really doesn't have accessible beaches with waves mm. as close as we do. Um, and so suddenly I just had this idea to put my grandfather's chowders and some surfboards mm-hmm. together. And it was sort of just a, like a, a garage for friends to come and hang out. And mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't sell enough surfboards. So that's, what, that's really why the chowder thing happened. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You sort of go. You kind of like um, mention like very briefly. You know the the food. I mean the fish that I catch here. Mm. No, it doesn't have four eyes or something. No, you. Yes, you can eat it. Uh, Peter. Peter. And I, Peter
2: agrees with me on this one, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. What well, people in twenty five years of writing about this, the New York Times mm. first question everyone everyone asks is, do you eat it? Right. Um, and some, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but you can eat it. Mm-hmm. It is clean water here. It's fl- and the East River here is flushed out by four tides a day,
0: mm-hmm. four
2: or eight. It's, it's from the sound and from the ocean. Uh, so, I mean, the, the, the only problem really with our fish is striped bass that are born in the Hudson. Mm-hmm. When, they're oh. little, when they're little babies, they live way upstream in Troy,
0: uh-huh. and that's
2: where General Electric used to mm-hmm. dump uh, PCBs. So they get that, and they're fat. But
0: hmm.
2: otherwise, you know, they're clean. The bluefish are clean. The wheatfish are clean.
1: flounder, those things. Are clean. Tilefish. Are uh, clean. That's I awesome. Would,
3: I would say, too, wouldn't you say, like, at least with striped bass and bluefish, it's a migrating fish. So it's only, it's coming in here to do its thing, but then it's gone. Well, no, the, the, the stri- striper, yes and no, the stripers, stri-
2: stripers is when they're, they're a little nursery when they're babies is right. up river, but, but basically they're in and they're out. Right. So yeah. what, what I'm saying
3: is if you get, you know, beautiful fish in Montauk, it very well could be the, the same, same fish and probably is the same fish. Yep. Yeah.
1: Cool. East and river. it's very different, too, because a lot of the fish that you'll see on the beds of ice and stores are like farmed tilapia, farmed salmon, farmed everything. Right. Um, and that's grown in a... And who knows? You know, like the conditions can vary, and we've heard the horror stories. So. In a
2: fish concentration camp. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
1: That's not. Yeah, it's not a pretty thought. So, yeah, I mean, f- food for thought. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, um, how did you guys come together to work on the book? Did you? Because you got I, the book deal. Yeah. Um, Peter you... and
3: I. Sorry, I was Peter mm-hmm. and I started talking. I, I was really nervous about doing this because i've never done anything like it a cookbook a cookbook and and uh i i clarkson potter said we need i don't even remember what it was a hundred and something recipes and i was like this is impossible you know (laughs) i don't think i have a hundred and something recipes in mars i don't have i don't even have close to that so i'm freaking out so i went to peter for help and advice Mm -hmm. and um he was just sort of coaching me through the whole process and um i i don't know at a certain point, you just—I don't know—I mustered up the courage to ask him to do it, and he said yes. Which mustered you pro- up the courage. He probably say yes. regrets <laughs> hugely. It was a beast. Was it not a beast, Peter? Yeah, well,
2: you know, uh, childbirth is always tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm told.
1: I'm told. Well, you did an excellent job, and there are a <laughs> hundred and some recipes here. Well,
3: I have the advantage of, obviously, the show, and so I did a lot of traveling, and there are some recipes in there, um, like the halibut from Alaska, which um, it is one of the recipes I encountered on the road, which, you know, I I was so blown away by. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say they were all amazing, but there were a few that were so good Um that I had to ask the person if I could just put it hey, in there. Hey Ben,
2: is, yeah. was the halibut the one where you went out to the family and the little kid? Yeah, tell that story. It was cool. We we were um, we were in
3: uh, Sitka, Alaska, and uh, our plane had almost crashed when we came in. Ooh. Um, and we yeah we almost missed the runway. But um, by the second day, we were out fishing, and this family, uh, mom, dad, and this five and a half six year old kid, are out there, and. The producer at the time actually tried to get the kid off the boat because it was such a small skiff. He was afraid we weren't going to have enough room to shoot with this little kid in. And his father got really pissed off. And he actually got right up in the face of the producer. And he was like, my kid runs this boat. (laughs) And uh, Jonathan looked at me like, yeah, right. And I swear to God, that kid ran the boat. It was awesome. He could do every. The only thing he couldn't do was pull in some of the fish because they were actually bigger than he was. (laughs) But (laughs) besides that. (laughs)
1: Born Fish. Fisher. Born Fisher. So this recipe for the halibut, is it the blueberry summer halibut with harissa sauce and <clears throat> oyster mushrooms, which sounds so good, or the halibut chiapini?
3: No, it was the first one. Um, yeah, and we made it with huckleberries because obviously huckleberries grow um, all over the island there. Um, but this one I changed a little and added the blueberries just because I figured more people were going to be able to get blueberries. Ah,
1: it looks delightful. It's amazing. I like that sour uh, sweet and sweet and savory. Yeah. Um, let's cut to a quick little musical interlude and we'll be right back talking more about the catch. The catch
0: You're listening to Cryin' Blues by the California Honey Drops on the Heritage Radio Network
2: This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery, calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. In our industrial world, most wines have become brands, but the wines I love are so much more. Fine wine is a civilizing substance that connects us to nature. It cannot be stamped out in a factory. If you're listening to this great show, you probably eat different. I urge you to drink different too. Go deeper. Cane5.com
1: chatting with Ben Sargent, Dr. Claw, and Peter Kaminsky. So, what's up? Um, so, I, I hate to talk about less um, fun topics, but, you know, talking about seafood, we all think about sustainability. I, at least I do. Or any food, actually. <laughs> um, so, how do we monitor that situation? Because um, the the, stat, the facts are always changing, it seems. I mean, it's constantly evolving. Um, there's different seasons. The different fish are abundant. And... Um, you know, I go to Seafood Watch or something like that. <clears throat> how, how do you guys, do, do you just like have so much knowledge that you Yo, I, are aware of what's good I, when? Yeah, I, I mean,
3: you know, where, where, where I'm from, to be honest with you, um, there ain't really no problem with the fish. You know, there are plenty of fish. Uh, I'm, I go to Red Lobster all the time, and uh, I can tell you the fish is good. The mad, mad quantities of fish. Of lobster, yeah, mad, yeah. mad quantities of lobster, mad quantities of fish. Except the lobster that I take out of the tank from on occasion. But there's a lot of a lot of fish, and and there ain't no really no problem whatsoever with uh, what did I say overfishing or whatever. Really? No, nah, I say I say you know eat them up, eat them up while they're still around because. There might be a day when you can't get your hands on, like, all the fish anymore. So, mm-hmm. so my opinion is eat, 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 eat the shit out of them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm
1: saying? Carpe diem. Yeah,
3: That's I don't, I don't probably the that. second
2: stupidest thing. <laughs> I've
3: ever I'm going to have to agree with Peter on that.
2: Dr. Claude, that was really dumb. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing, listen, it's, 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 it's hard. You know, there's these seafood cards. There's, you know, Monterey, and there's uh, uh, Blue Ocean, right. and there's Charleston's Aquarium. And they have these color-coded lists, and you go crazy trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out. Um, Here's the deal. If we all keep eating the big fish at the top of the food chain, they're gone. Uh, Our bluefin tuna have crashed about 90% in the last 15 years. 90%. These are large, magnificent game animals Mm -hmm. that come right by New York City. It's like if you had buffalo in New York (laughs) City. So... You know, The stripers have been managed pretty well. The state of Alaska, wild seafood from Alaska, those people do a great yes. job. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, the problem with farm fish, even if it's raised right,
0: mm-hmm.
2: is that it's, if, they're, if they're raised right, you're taking the little fish that those big fish eat out of the food system, and you're starving the wild fish. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not clear cut. On the other hand, if we all ate wild fish all the time, the The oceans are, mm-hmm. you know, they, can't, they sustain can't sustain this for about maybe 25, 30 years, then it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a great example is the Orange Ruffy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No one ate Orange Ruffy 30, 40 years ago. And then the sonar people tracking the long range migration of tuna,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. which are
2: so expensive, found these big pods of fish in the middle of the ocean. And with modern technology, they basically fished them out like right. in 10 years.
3: Right.
2: So. It's hard to have a right and a wrong. It's going to take a balance. We are going to need some uh, farm fish, but if it's wild and it's, you know, sustainable and your mm-hmm. little seafood cart will tell you that in mm-hmm. your area. Uh,
3: I also think, Peter, I mean, we both have firsthand experience of being young and, and, you know, fishing to our heart's content. And in my case, it was in Pleasant Bay in Orleans. And my grandfather and I, we used to catch 40, 45 flounder every time we went out. And now there's no flounder left in Pleasant Bay.
1: And yes, this is one of the things that, <laughs> that prompted Paul Green- Greenberg, I exactly. think, to write for fish. It's exactly. like, where's all the fish now?
3: And sometimes you actually feel it and you begin feeling guilty. And you're like, oh, my God, maybe I actually had an impact. And in a small bay like that, you do. And you really do have to let, either let go the majority of your fish mm-hmm. or, and just keep the one or two that you
2: need.
1: Peter, fishing for decades... Have you noticed a difference, decline?
2: Yes and no. I mean, I noticed, uh, I mean, stripers were almost gone.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But then the five states in the northeast got together and made a pact. Right. And they put a moratorium on the fishing. And uh, it's come back pretty well. Good. Now our problem is uh, Japanese, the Russians, uh, those big factory ships are catching a lot of the bait fish, the bunker, ah. or menhaden, because ah. they use it for fish meal. Uh, and pills too. I've heard that they use yeah. them for yeah, 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 right? exactly. Yeah. So you know, it's it's like yo, yeah, what's it. up, pills? What's up?
1: When one thing goes up and the other yeah. goes down, and yeah,
2: it's nature is complicated. She works really well, but you start messing around with her. Mm-hmm.
1: I love how this book is organized in sections by the type of fish because you see a lot of restaurants recipes that are like, oh, you know, just any uh, white fleshed fish will do and that's true you know for a lot of recipes but um you specifically introduce each fish blackfish uh bluefish so forth whitefish cat catfish and their different strengths and and what's also where you catch them where they're from um
3: i think peter we talked about this a lot and it made sense to keep it pretty local um i mean we do it, it is sort of all fish within the united states even if we're going as far as Puerto Rico or Hawaii, we really tried to capture, you know, just what we can eat around here. Mm-hmm. And in the case of something like a blackfish, that's as local as it gets. Mm-hmm. And and you don't see them a lot on the menu because it's not a commercial fish. But I think we both felt like it was important. Yeah, to it's
2: a delicious fish. Yeah, I say it looks like a mahi that's been mugged and left in the gutter. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, in the book, there's actually Beautiful. a story about Denton catching um, oh catching oh a fish. But you remember we had to change it to muskrat? Yeah. So Denton you fishes what? with this Well, he goes out. Okay. He caught a blackfish.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The as he was reeling the blackfish in over the rocks sort of lifting his rod, uh, a, a, a hairy furry we won't say what it was a rat it was a rat jumped and grabbed his fish literally off yeah. the line and took it down into the rocks and gave oh. and, him the finger. And, and yeah, <laughs> and gave him the finger. And the funny thing is that Denton will—he'll still fish that spot, but he now has like a twelve-foot pole that he uses, so that he doesn't have to be anywhere near the rocks where that rat was hiding. So he fishes from the parking lot.
1: <laughs> Doctor Claw, what would you do if you were there in that situation?
3: Yo, what's up? I—I I gotta say, um, I, I, mad respect to uh, to Denton. I, I know him. He fishes real hard out on the piers. Um, I got I got a problem with with rats. I think they're mad nasty. And um i I'll say this, Boston's got the rat problem under control, but you guys up here in new York, in New York City, you got to control the rats. they are taken over
1: this is yeah, I never would have thought about that. I think that's probably ish. true, but you know yeah Boston's
3: sort of a a, a sort of uptight kind of <laughs> bait. so
1: so what is your favorite <laughs> latest uh a fish right now in season locally to to cook with
3: Peter? What do you think? Stripers. Yeah. Stripers? Yeah, stripers and been
1: blues. been catching them? Yeah? Yeah. Cool.
2: Mm-hmm. It's the time. It's yep. the time. Now blues are coming in. And blues have a bad rap. People say they don't like them because they're, they're too fishy. I
1: like right. them.
2: Well, the, the deal is bluefish have oil in them. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And when any fish with oil in it is exposed to air, you know, the oil starts to get rancid. But a fresh-caught bluefish is... As fresh tasting, as, as striper, as flounder, as anything else.
1: Yeah, and they take on marinades really well with all that oil. Yes, they do. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah, it really soaks in there. Uh, ben?
3: Um, I love bluefish, and Peter and I talk about this in the book. I think that is the, the major problem is is two things, is the oil, the air, and then the fact that um, you can solve a lot of this problem just by bleeding the fish right when you catch it. And that's oh. that's sort of new. Uh, a lot of people do it with many different species so of fish So you can solve now. the
1: problem of it getting... Bad early?
3: Yeah, just get that okay. blood out of there as fast as you can. You pull the gills. Um, and in certain fish, you do it differently. You might cut an incision at the tail and crack it. Mm-hmm. Right when you sever its spinal column, the blood just pours out. It sounds gross, but it does a lot for the meat.
1: That's good to know. Yeah. Um, so if you're not <clears throat> catching fish, where how would you guys... Um, looked or what would you guys look for in a seafood monger um what kind of places how do you ensure that the quality is good go
2: ahead well here's one thing the 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 great american fishing writer of the 20th century a.j mclean al mclean Mm. said when you touch fresh fish and smell your hands they should smell like cucumbers oh Uh, not like fish yeah not like fish
1: i know what you mean though you that like kind of fresh uh clean um almost see like totally.
2: yeah and when you go in and you know the, the the fish needs to you know when you when you see it in a case and it's kind of like dry on top
0: yeah
2: that's like a
1: filleted piece uh, yeah, yeah it's
2: just a uh, man i don't have words for it or i don't have legal words for it it's just <laughs> um you get to know your guys now yeah. we're, know your fishmonger mm-hmm. and we're lucky yeah. in the northeast you're probably lucky on the, you know on, on both on the coasts. you're lucky because Farmer's markets have happened big time, right. and there's always someone selling fish, and what they're selling is usually the best stuff. Very good. The
3: freshest you can find. Yeah. I, I would also say, you know, there's all these websites that are popping up, and they're really, they're, they're the real deal. And the whole idea, like, you know Sean from Sea to Table. Mm-hmm. It, the whole idea is to sort of knock out the middleman yeah. so your fish is not sitting and getting stinky in a market where you have no control over it. His whole thing is... Put your fisherman directly in touch with the buyer. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And the way that packing materials are now, they're so good that, that if that fisherman learns how to pack it and you're willing to pay the 2 or $3 more per pound because you know it came directly out of his boat, mm-hmm. you're getting the best you can get.
1: So cutting out the distributor not only helps the fisherman Hugely. have you know a better, better deal, prices. but freshness. But, you know, I yeah. want
2: to say it because I'm a real supporter of it as the Whole Foods and Fairways of the world, which have good stuff start taking over everywhere. Mm. Um, new York City is still blessed with little butcher shops right. and little right. fish stores. Yeah. And those guys have been in it and their parents have been in it. And you get to know them and uh, you'll, Peter, you will find good stuff there.
3: Speaking of that, what do you think of like the new, the new age butcher? Like the, if I dare say the hipster, the hipster butcher. butcher. <laughs> We've well, got
2: hipster fishmongers popping up too now. We do? Well, I'll tell you. It's, I'm for it. Okay. I mean, when I first moved to Brooklyn, right after the Revolutionary War, <laughs> uh, you know, there was the old ethnic stuff, the red yeah. sauce Italian, the old Jewish restaurant, and they were getting kind of tired.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, but I still loved that Brooklyn had that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, the hipster, artisanal, whatever, came in, yeah, it's kind of a uniform and kind of a style. It's easy to make fun of. But there are people out there doing Great pastrami and Mm -hmm. great pickles and great fish and great pizza. And, uh, you know, we're we're damn near ground zero for, like, great food in America. I mean, they write about us in Paris now. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, everyone's got a chin patch and a flannel shirt. And, okay, (laughs) make fun of it. But, man, they're doing good food.
3: And also some of them, I I think, interned with, with the real deal. So they've been passed down the torch and call them the real deal or not, they still learn from the masters.
1: Oh, you got to for something like exactly. You
3: know, totally.
1: I'm curious though about the hipster seafood markets. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for those. Greenpoint. Are you going to open one? Do- Greenpoint. Doctor. Claude- no,
3: no, no. <laughs> do- I, I think Doctor Claude, would you ever would you ever open a uh, what a fishmonger? No, man, no, that's not my thing. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying is I I don't have time for that anymore because um. For one thing I'm chasing, I'm chasing Mad Tail. For the other, for the other it's just, you know, it's a big responsibility and I got my hands tied with the with the police department and all kinds of trouble I'm in. So um no, nah, I, I would leave that for my boy my bo- my boy B. Um, you know, he's he's kind of taking things in a different direction from me and that's cool, that's mad cool, but um, you know, more power to him. He so- could-
1: so B, do, are, what are what is next <clears throat> for you? What's your next direction? Well,
3: I don't think I mean Doctor Kla is not being entirely fair, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, some of this stuff happened sort of by accident, you know. I don't know how the the cooking channel thing happened. I really don't. And um, and I would say <sighs> I probably don't have the business skills or organization to take on a fishmonger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, not only that, but people don't understand. Fish is frozen, mm-hmm. and it's all frozen. It's, it's illegal. Even in the best sushi you have has been flash, flash frozen out on the water at one point. Um, it's a really tough industry. When you cut into a fish, your hands are so cold, freezing cold. Um, you're standing on concrete all day, so your knees start to give out by 5, five at night. You've been there since 4 in the morning. All the fish stuff happens, you know what, from one a.m. to whenever. It's a very, very hard industry, yeah, and it used to all individual. be. It used to all be run by the mafia. I I had a experience where I ordered special ordered some lobster, and uh, I sort of got I got a better price for it, and I uh, f- from a different wholesaler. Mm-hmm. And I was getting into my car. This was back in like two thousand and one in Williamsburg. And I was getting into my old shitty little car and I heard a voice in the, uh, behind me. And the guy goes, I suggest you talk to Tony about the fish. <laughs> and I did not even turn around. I just nodded because I knew obviously exactly what he was talking about. And I went and I picked up that lobster so fast. <laughs> it was terrifying. So I don't know if it's still a mafia run. But you, you walk up to the Fulton Fish Market in Hunts Point. Uh-huh. Oh, it's scary. It's a pretty different
1: ins- yeah, yeah, industry to get into. Yeah. Well, um, the book is great. Mm. I, I can't wait to cook out of it. And Thank it you. actually comes out tomorrow. So if you're around Brooklyn, they're going to have a launch party at Powerhouse Bookstore in Dumbo. You should definitely come yep. check it out.
3: Peter will be there answering all the questions. Any, any
2: other books out now,
3: Kathy?
1: And Bacon. Bacon Nation. Yeah. What's next for Bacon Nation? Can we see you do a... Reading? Are you bringing well, your books? Well,
2: I've been doing them all along. That's true. Uh, I'm going down to this big thing in Atlanta over Labor Day and then a tour through the south. And my co-author, Marie Rama, has, God bless her, just been on the road everywhere cooking and being on TV. So.
1: Can we check out BaconNation.com or is it just... a? P- Go to your website, Peter uh,
2: Kaminsky. No, no. Go okay. to Amazon.
1: Go to Amazon.
2: Can you? Uh, Better be, uh, bring b- the b- book. Wait, wait, wait. Buy it at your local independent <laughs> bookseller. We support them.
1: True. But if you
2: can't find it, go to Amazon.
1: And uh, the catch is out from Clarkson Potter tomorrow, so definitely don't j- just catch that. That just was catch really that. bad. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. Day
2: job. Keep the day job. <laughs> right,
1: thank you so much, Dr. Claw, Ben, Yo, what's and up? Peter. We
3: love what's you, up? Kathy. Katie E., so what's much. up? What's up?
1: All right, let's go eat pizza.
0: Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website